Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe mini-sode. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to bridge the gap between our... What do we do? Green Lantern and Avengers Infinity War podcasts <laughs> is James Hunt. Just James Hunt. No one. Just else. James. Just me and James this week. James, how are you feeling about your chances for the pitch? <laughs> I th- this one, I genuinely thought I was going to win anyway. So <laughs> right, okay. Um, so James, our listeners will be hearing this um, potentially where, where by the point that I've already passed on from exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> because my um my MCU marathon will have just taken place. Um and yeah, who who knows whether I'll have survived or not. Um I've got the 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 final schedule as hopefully all all our listeners will know from her, 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 having followed on along on Twitter was uh start at 7am on a Saturday morning with Iron Man <laughs> and go all the way through to 10:15pm on Sunday night at which point I see Black Panther in cinemas. Um and for every 100 pounds you get over 2000 you're going to watch an episode of Iron Fist, right? Uh I think uh, so at this point I think I'm on about 1350 Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of title donations, so hopefully that will that will continue. I kind of said if I re- if, well, listeners will know at that point if I passed other goals and added anything in. Uh, <laughs> but ho- yeah, hopefully, hopefully that has all gone well, and hopefully I'm not dead. But pr- right now we're recording on Thursday night, and none of that has happened yet. And I still, you know, I've still got a relative spring in my step. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking um, forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Um, and that also means that you've got some uh, amazing podcasts to look forward to because you've got the Avengers Infinity War episode, which is our na- next... Ugh, can't speak. Our next main episode. Um, and also the podcast where I'm going to be editing together all of my kind of reaction segments as that marathon went along, which I can only imagine is going to be uh, just the, you know... Just it's going to be like Logan. You're going to watch one, listen to one man slowly, slowly fall apart. I can't wait for you to see Thor two again, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although luckily, I think that's going to hit before I get too tired. I, I think that's going to be like a nine ten o'clock on Saturday night movie. And the real testers, like when I'm getting really tired, it's going to be Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to be like, yes, this is what I need right now. Second wind, baby. <laughs> okay, uh, but James, we should talk about the news from the past week. Yes, please. Let's start off with a trailer, which I already know from your Twitter feed <laughs> that you, uh, you're you excited about. This was the Deadpool 2 trailer. Yeah, I mean, for the a change, the trailer Deadpool came out trailer. just before the podcast instead of just after it. Yes, that was that was nice of Ryan Reynolds and co. <laughs> um, and this trailer... So we, we, I think it's interesting the way the marketing has gone for this. Trailer 1 is this, like meta joke trailer where it's like oh what we haven't done the cg yet and then like a just like a fast montage of shots the second trailer a little bit more plot um really dialing up kind of like the funny aspects giving us glimpses of specific characters from the film and then this one has gone for kind of 
introduction to a couple of the supporting cast members that we hadn't seen, a bit of an explanation of who some of the other characters are that weren't in the first one, and then even, you know, like a little bit more focus on characters from the first one. So TJ Miller's weasel has not been edited out. He's still in this movie. Um, and we, There's still and we time. a bit more of him. It's It looks like he's going to be pretty pivotal, which is probably why they haven't tried to do anything. Yeah. But he also made it into Ready Player One. All oh, that was that that was before his fake bomb threat, though, wasn't it? So, mm. yeah. So um, I imagine this kind of like introducing us to each of these new team members was like crack to you. Pretty much, like uh, you know, lots of X Men characters showing up looking like X Men characters, which is rare. Can you can you talk us through them? I think I already did, didn't I? When we did the the last trailer. So I, I I don't know whether this has just passed me by, James, but I had no idea that Domino's thing was luck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether yeah. I just I just forgotten that. Is that Domino's thing? That is Domino's power. Like uh, luck is very it's a vague power. There are some actually there are some quite good comics that sort of visualise it in that she's able to see probabilities and use them to her advantage. Um, if Seb were here, I'm sure he'd be making uh, a comparison to an episode of Red Dwarf. Um, <laughs> Quite <laughs> where Lister catches the luck virus, and I think the other the other one that I can think in mainstream popular culture is Harry Potter with his liquid luck, which is uh, one of the best sequences in uh, all of the Harry Potter movies. Daniel I have, Radcliffe. I will have it. to trust you on that. He kills it in that sequence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's she's lucky, and um, that was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a much better look at Shatterstar. That was interesting. Because they've cast an Asian actor, and Shatterstar isn't Asian. Uh, and we've, I think we thought because we'd seen Bill Sarsgaard on the on the uh, plane in the background of a shot. I think we, um, but and we'd also seen a Shatterstar costume. I think we'd kind of linked those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually Louis Tan, who is the one good thing about Iron Fist. He plays Zhu yes. Cheng, the drunken. Uh, martial arts guy in that one episode of Iron Fist, in that, giving that great fight sequence. Yes, uh, and and like a load of charisma, but also like showcasing solid comedy chops. Um, he's am I, am I right in thinking well, he was? Asian. Sorry, am I right in thinking he was almost Iron Fist and lost out to Finn Jones in the end? I I'm not sure about almost, but I think he certainly went into audition for the part. Yeah, um, but and and you know it, when Iron Fist showed up everyone went oh the one good thing about it is lewis tan and look at how easy would it have been for him for him to be iron fist and we all mm-hmm. went yeah. yeah yeah so he's playing shatterstar which seems uh which well you know i liked lewis tan in i i don't know if i've seen him in much else but i liked him in iron fist, iron fist. Mm-hmm. uh so that's cool and the costume also looked fun like <laughs> a little bit like crappy cosplay almost yeah i mean i'm I'm on record as saying I would like to see more comics-accurate costumes, and that pushed my buttons. Mm. Uh, and and then we got we got a close look at Bedlam again, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and um, and then I guess the scene stealer from the entire trailer is, and I was delighted by this because um, <laughs> I you know I only want nice things to happen to Rob Delaney, and yes, um, uh, like seeing him walk in at the end again. <laughs> Uh, what's your power? Oh, I don't have one. Just, just, <laughs> just want to apply anyway. Cut and that and that cut to him just like with his cheeks <laughs> in the down, plummeting to earth is hilarious. I mean, do you think he will end up having a power? I feel like he will end up having a power. So, are you still thinking he's Pete Wisdom after this? I'm less sure that he's Pete Wisdom because, like, that's unless he's Pete Wisdom undercover. Like, that Pete Wisdom is not a goofy everyman. Fair enough. And I guess I guess when we saw him and kind of like went, Well, if he's a member of X Force, like who can we who would fit the bill and you and you find that character. But I guess now that we know Oh, he's just a bloke who turned up and he doesn't have any powers. Yeah, it I could, think could I th- just be a bloke called Pete. I think we might be looking more at a character along the lines of Bob Agent of Hydra. Okay. <laughs> who in a Deadpool comics is just like he's a regular guy who joined Hydra and becomes friends with Deadpool. Uh, didn't they had a version of him in the first film? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So yeah, I think I the... think that's the sort of juxtaposition they're going for with this uh, sort of 
he's a normal guy, but hanging around in that world. Yeah. Um, and I guess other than that, the the fun stuff in this trailer is the gags at the expense of... <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, it's so easy, but, like, calling Cable Thanos is a funny joke. Um, and also, I imagine it must be so easy to be reactive to stuff. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, Ryan Reynolds' dialogue in Deadpool 2 that specifically references something that Thanos does in, in Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, because, it would be very easy to loop something in, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you're just animating a guy's mouth moving behind a mask. Like, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds can nip into a sound studio and do that in a minute. Um, and I also liked the um, the gag, wow, that's really dark, are you sure you're not from the DC <laughs> universe? <laughs> Which is, I, I, I really, is... I hope that makes it into the film. It's so, it's real surface level, but it's kind of what we were saying that we wanted a bit more from Deadpool. Like, skewering the superhero genre as yeah, much if, as, yeah. If you're going to get meta, joke about the entire genre that you're in, mm-hmm. not just like, not just the the other X-Men movies with the characters not turning up. Yeah. But this looks just like balls to the wall fun, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, as I, as I said on Twitter, I'm excited because it, it looks like a better X-Men movie than all of the other X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I still would like to see a bit more Vanessa because she's great in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, everything about this, these trailers, I have been kind of increasingly on board with. And yeah, I, I, I think it'll come down to again, like it'll be it'll be nice this time if the film has a full on plot rather than kind of like a flashback within a flashback within a flashback and oh oh I guess we better do a <laughs> I guess we better do an actual um, an actual th- third act fight scene. Uh, but this looks like it's got uh, it's got more ambition, it's got more budget behind it to actually actually do like cool superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, when you when you think back to that third act showdown in Deadpool. It, I kind of remember it in 2D. It feels like a Donkey Kong level. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and, and then it will come down to the gag rate and the gag rate in the trailers has been pretty strong. Um, and there's lots of good people in this. I mean, they haven't let Terry Crews make a joke yet, but I'm sure he will. And I'm sure at some point his pecs will jiggle because that's what Terry Crews does. So that will be nice as well. So I mean, there, you know, there are lots of good people and there's one bad person. Yeah, but he might be an arsehole. He is, he is funny. I think he's funny. Like, he, <laughs> it's going to be hard to find him funny knowing like, oh yeah, haha, it's the bomb threat guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We can still enjoy the rest of the movie. Sure. Um, let's move on uh, to DC because there is loads of stuff that's been in the news from DC this week. And um I I, I mean I, I think you've got to start we've got to start with this one because Steven Spielberg is in line to direct a DC movie. Um which uh, to begin with I was like I I just kind of saw the headline and went what? What why? Yeah, me too. Like um but I, I think it makes a little bit more sense once you dig into it. So he he has uh, come on board for a Warner Brothers adaptation of Black Hawk. Um, and apparently Spielberg is going to produce the film with the intention of developing it as a directing vehicle. So, I mean, Steven Spielberg does this a lot. He picks up projects, <clears throat> some of some, and you can never quite tell which ones are, are going to actually make it. He was supposed to be directing Robo Apocalypse, and Ready Player One came along as well. And I think that Ready Player One was the one that came together faster, but both of them were kind of you know years in development. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's lots of stuff like uh, Lincoln. Obviously, I think got made about a decade, fifteen years later than he was actually going to make it. Um, this happens with Spielberg. He picks up projects. He might develop this and then decide, actually, it makes more sense for one of my guys to direct it instead. <laughs> um, but it's also going to be written by David Coep, uh, who um, I believe... Did, uh, so he's he's written on um, uh, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for Spielberg. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that that's... 
that's Bilbo's involvement. But I guess, James, we should talk about what Blackhawk actually is as a concept. And because it, it were from reading this, it sounded very much to me like one of those side universe DC movies. It doesn't sound like a DCEU movie anyway. Yeah. I think this is going to be very much standalone. And to be fair, I can't imagine Spielberg gives a shit about the DC universe as a whole. No. Like, I, my impression is this is a property that he is either a fan of or has been brought and someone went, you know, do you could do your thing with this. It sounds to me like... Um... So, so we should explain what the concept is. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. Blackhawk is a guy who is the leader of the Blackhawk Squadron an elite team of World War II-era pilots. So, it's a World War II kind of... It's a it's like a steampunk World War II. It's like fantastical World War II. Right, okay. Um, so, it sounds like something that would appeal to, you know, the guy who did Indiana Jones. For example, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as similarly, I mean, George Lucas went off and made Red Tails, didn't he, about five or ten years ago, which was his, like his throwback pilots movie yeah um, i mean the thing about the thing about blackhawk is they used to fight like these bizarre war machine type not robots but like you know mechs i guess right okay like just crazy crazy devices like that so you can imagine a you know a world war Two battle sequence but with uh the wikipedia example is um the war wheel which is a giant rolling behemoth adorned with spikes and machine guns. Wow, okay. So you can immediately see how that someone might go, here's your Steven Spielberg World War II fun movie. And in the comics, did this ever have any crossover with like traditional superhero stuff, or was it very much its own corner of things? Um, I mean, it was originally, it wasn't a DC comic at all. Oh, right, okay. Um, it, yeah, it was originally published by Quality and sort of... I think probably in the 60s or 70s, like, um, basically DC got hold of the property and eventually folded it into the DC universe as they do with all everything they yeah. buy up. Like, eventually it ended up in there, yeah. Okay, um, I mean, yeah, this, this sounds to me like something that <clears throat> is a Warner Brothers movie that happens to come from a comic book property. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather sure. than rather than being anything overtly DC. Um but still I guess exciting that Spielberg is looking at something like I mean I say that. I I watched Ready Player One and I said I wish he was just doing something else. I kinda look at this and go, Yeah, similar. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it could be really fun, but it doesn't it doesn't sound like I mean, I I'm kind of, I kind of enjoy Spielberg lately in his more in his more like adult drama world. But having said that, this is the guy that did direct Jurassic Park and the Indiana Jones movies, so I'm 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 certainly not averse to like seeing if he can pull off that kind of like crowd pleasing entertainment again. I think um, I mean I think even when works for me recently. even when Spielberg is bad, he's good, right? It's right that he's actually bad. Yeah, but the material can be bad. Yeah. That he directs, um, <laughs> like uh, BFG, for example. Mm. Good book, good director, really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, some other DC stuff. Um, apparently, Suicide Squad Two is going to be delayed, um, <laughs> but for complex reasons. And I guess, I guess what we. Suicide Squad made a lot of money, but are people here for Suicide Squad or or are people here for Margot Robbie? Um, It sounds like DC might increasingly think that people were there for Margot Robbie. Um, Suicide Squad was originally going to be lined up to shoot this year, um, but they're now looking at prioritising Birds of Prey instead. And this ties into the Batgirl news that we talked about last week. Yeah. Christina Hodson, who is writing the Batgirl movie, also wrote a treatment for Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. And I think the... Uh, so this this all comes from a tweet from Justin Kroll, um, who is a, a reporter for Variety. And he said, um, 
Suicide Squad 2 clearly moving out of 2018 shoot. The move to go with Birds of Prey not only had a lot to do with Hudson's scripts, but also the idea of doing Batgirl with Batgirl what Marvel did with Black Panther in Civil War by introducing them into the universe before giving them their own film. And that has then come alongside the rumour that Birds of Prey and Gotham City Sirens have kind of become one movie and that you would have a Birds of Prey movie that also has Harley Quinn as a lead in it. Yeah, I mean, that, is that, there's can, a certain logic. A, yeah, in, can you see a way of making those two properties come together? Well, yeah, because there's a certain logic in you've got a female superhero team, the Birds of Prey, and some female antagonists, the Gotham City Sirens. Because, like, in that in the comic of Gotham City Sirens, they were kind of, like, anti-hero protagonists. But let's not kid ourselves. They are villains because it's uh, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn. So you can immediately see how those two groups might, you know, have conflict with one another. Yeah, or, or, or could you even see a, a movie where kind of, like, Harley Quinn goes, I, I, I've... I've I spent my last movie being with all these bad guys. I would actually, I quite liked it when I got to step up and be good at the end. I'm going to go out there and try and form a good team. And she forms a team that kind of has characters like Batgirl and Poison Ivy and Catwoman. And, you know, like a variety of characters. And it kind of splinters. You know, you've got got (laughs) Harley Quinn trying to be good. That kind of thing. I can see, you know, it's not impossible. I, I just think they'll go a more straight route of having, you know, heroes versus villains. And, you know, they might not be trying to be villains, but ultimately their self-interest means they are. It sounds... uh, I don't know. Just all of this sounds like a little bit more of DC having an idea what they're doing. If 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 they're going, we're trying to kind of reorient what we are, and so instead of going Suicide Squad 2, we're going to go Birds of Prey, which sets up a character which we are very excited about a script or a treatment that we've got. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what you said earlier about people turning up for Suicide Squad for Margot Robbie more than anything else. Um, as I'm sure many of our listeners will be aware, Toys R Us is going bankrupt. And I was in our local one today just to, you know, pick up the dregs. Um, they had an entire, like, double shelf full of the only DC figure left, which was a Suicide Squad boomerang. Wow. <laughs> Like, the place was basically empty, but they must have had 15, 20 of them. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't think anyone was turning up for Boomerang. No. That that was that was the Jai Courtney one, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Did they have any Slipknot, thi- any slipknot figures? <laughs> they did not. <laughs> well, they must have all flown off the shelves then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, again, like I said, I, I find this slightly encouraging and setting up Margot Robbie to go do a movie that doesn't sound like it involves Jared Leto's Joker. Great. Definitely. And hopefully that Joker and and Harley Quinn movie has also been deprioritized slash cancelled entirely. I don't think we'll ever see Jared Leto's Joker again. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> um so that's the that's the DC stuff. Uh lots of interesting stuff going on over there. Um, we're going to do a very brief bit on Infinity War. I know you guys are probably, we'll be seeing it soon. You'll be seeing it soon. Uh, so we don't want to go too deep into stuff. Um, but we've been talking for about a while about wondering who is going to be playing, who's going to be voicing the Black Order. Um, and what's become clear over the last few weeks is that Terry Notary, who is a mocap performer, um, who we knew he was he's like a prolific mocap performer he was Cobar right yes Cobar in the Bad Planet of the Apes movie (laughs) Uh, he uh, he was he was uh, performing Call Obsidian Uh, he's now been confirmed as actually playing the character so he he will be providing the voice as well and then Tom Vaughn Lawler who also uh, I think performed mocap Ebony Moore is going to be playing that character um, but the Russos uh, told uh, the Radio Times, interestingly enough, in an interview, uh, that Carrie Coon is going to be providing the voice for Proxima Midnight, um, which is great because Carrie Coon is great. And um, 
if she can if she can turn up and get a nice big fat paycheck for voicing Proxima <laughs> Midnight, I'm happy for her. Um, and also, um, as I said, she's great. So it will probably it will probably mean good things for a character who has been mostly mostly created through CG. James, what what do you know of Carrie Coon? Absolutely nothing. Have you have you seen have you not seen her in anything? I mean, I would like to remind our listeners at this point that I only watch comic films and obscure indie stuff from <laughs> foreign countries. So there's a lot of un- uncovered ground in the middle. Okay, well, I'm uh, sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with her from the leftovers, uh, which I've I've not seen all of, but what I've seen of her in, she is one of the standouts. Um, Seb will probably be listening to this going, I know her from Fargo and she's great. Um, and, uh, I, I certainly first became aware of her in Gone Girl, where she plays Ben Affleck's sister, Margot, and again, absolutely incredible in that movie. So, yeah, Carrie Coon is going to be voicing Proxima Midnight, um, which leaves us with just Corvus Glaive, who we don't know who's playing that role. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um there's a there's been a clip released online that um you hear his voice briefly and it sounds like it could be Peter Dinklage but I don't know why you would announce all the other ones and be so coy about Peter Dinklage when he's on the poster yeah and you think and you think Dinklage is playing someone else anyway don't you James I think I you know I can't say for certain but um but and also there were there were those pictures of him around the time he was cast Getting a, like a very distinctive ginger hair and goatee um, that looked like it could only be for Avengers, which you wouldn't think he'd be doing for a voice role. Um, I guess it could have been for something else, but everyone was speculating at the time that he was playing a, a Marvel character called Pip the Troll. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess. Well, I guess in a few days we'll know uh, who Peter Stinklage was playing, uh, but. Uh, I think it would be weird if it ended up being Corvus Glaive. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, So that's our little tidbit on Avengers Infinity War. We don't want to talk too much about it because it is so close. But I'm excited. (laughs) Seeing her at midnight, James, and then going to work the next day. (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. um, 
And the last, well, uh, the last main piece of news anyway, um, Deadly Class, which uh, the Russo brothers are exec producing, uh, which is the link from our last piece of news, uh, has been given a TV adaptation. Uh, We knew this was happening, but it's actually been ordered to series now by Sci-Fi. James, this is a Rick Remender and Wes Craig comic. Uh, have you read it? Is it any good? Should we be excited about this happening? I've not read it. Uh, I just okay. I just know it's like uh, fairly long. Well, I say fairly long running. It's been going four or five years probably. Um, Does it have a good reputation? It doesn't have a bad reputation. Like, you know, any series that makes it to whatever issue 30 or whatever is, you know, is doing well for itself. Um Okay. Rick Remender's so, Rick Remender is hit or miss in that he's written some comics that I can live without and some that are some of my absolute favourites. Uh, but he also writes a lot, so I don't read everything he does. Okay, so for our listeners' benefit, Deadly Class is set against the backdrop of the late 1980s counterculture at King's Dominion High School for the Deadly Arts, where the children <laughs> of the world's worst crime families send their children to be trained as assassins. Um, that sounds like, uh, you know kind of standard indie comic book fare as far as i can tell um but the cast that they assembled for the pilot um includes benedict wong um uh lana condor who uh played jubilee in x-men apocalypse (laughs) um and and a load of other people uh but they, they, they they were the two that are probably relevant to the interests of our listeners um so yeah so that that is uh that is coming to tv um on the sci-fi channel yeah, I might, I might actually watch that because I really like Benedict Wong. I mean, it's hard not to, isn't it? No. Do you know what? It only, it only occurred to me recently that Doctor Strange had two Benedicts in it. Are you, <laughs> are you shitting me? No. <laughs> so it never. I was like, someone, someone like on Twitter pointed out what an internet meme it had been, and I was like, huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Obviously, had better things to think about. Yeah, just the, the movie, which is great. Uh, can't wait to rewatch that. <laughs> do you, think, do you think it's getting a sequel? So glad I just rewatched that. Yes. Cut <laughs> it's to funny because they haven't announced Cut to one, three days from now, and Doctor Strange is dead in Infinity <laughs> War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've been proved wrong on things about things on this podcast faster. <laughs> yes, it's getting a sequel. We talked about it, James. They don't have they don't have enough movies in Phase Four not to give Doctor Strange a sequel. Well, they might in a second. No, we need to see what's happening with Baron Mordo and when he becomes bad. I was trying to give you a segue into another news section. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, James, I I don't think they've got enough movies in Phase 4 to not give Doctor Strange a sequel. Well, how about if they get hold of some new characters who they can put in some Phase 4 movies? Oh, wow. What an interesting segue into <laughs> our last piece of news, which is which is really just a rumour. Um, and I thought we should talk about it because it's all over Twitter. Um, and it has been reported on by, like, some bigger websites. Uh, basically, there is a film blog that the guy who at this film, who runs this film blog has said that he attended a college speaking engagement where some high-level Fox production crew crew members were. And they told the group there that basically X-Men Dark Phoenix was going to be the last movie in the X-Men continuity. Um, And that after that, everything would be integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Phase 4, including X-Men Deadpool and the Fantastic Four. Um, which I, while I think has enough veracity in terms of we kind of expect something along those lines to happen in the next year or so, it doesn't quite pass the smell test for me, James. Does it, does it pass the smell test for you? No, because just it, to me, it smacks of people who don't know making assumptions slash speculating and then someone reporting that as fact so what i believe is that people who this is the the amount that i can buy into people who are production crew members on the x-men movies know that they're not going to be making another x-men movie with fox because by the time that dark phoenix comes out 
we will be very close to the Disney deal being confirmed and the Disney deal will be confirmed. Yeah. Um, at, at which point, yes, the X-Men movies will either stop happening or they will start happening at Disney. Whether that's within the current continuity under the Disney banner or whether that's a new continuity entirely. But what also doesn't pass the smell test, James, is what we, we, were, what we were just talking about. Deadpool 2. <laughs> Deadpool made a shit ton of money. Deadpool 2 looks like it's going to do the same. Like, it, it looks like it's setting up an X-Men movie. Josh Brolin has been talking about Cable having a four-movie arc. An X-Force movie. Sorry, an X-Force movie, yeah. But yeah, so so what? D- Disney come in, buy, buy Fox and immediately say, I know that's making loads of money and it's successful in its own right. And Deadpool doesn't really seem like he'd fit into the MCU. But stop making those. We're just going to stop making those. We're done with that. Ryan Reynolds, go off and do something else. Yeah. I mean, what I think is going to happen is they will probably complete the Deadpool trilogy at the very least. And they will reboot the X-Men as part of the MCU. Like, there's no reason not to do that. They, they, They could keep making x-men movies in the current lackluster continuity yeah but let's face it much like spider-man if they bring the x-men into the mcu and make a half decent movie it's going to do triple what you know dark phoenix is going to do so obviously it it will happen at some point like it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to happen quickly but I can totally see them going like, well, let's not make another X-Men movie using the old characters and the old continuity because what's in it for them other than diminished returns. Whereas with something like Deadpool, which is doing well, I can equally see them saying like, okay, make another Deadpool movie. Here are your fenced off characters for Deadpool. And as for anyone saying anything with any confidence about Fantastic Four, when Fox don't (laughs) own the Fantastic Four rights... Um, that seems sketchy as well. I mean, I'm sure that if Disney can make, can find a way to make it work financially, they will get the Fantastic Four rights back in-house. But as we've seen with The Incredible Hulk and the situation there, where they are happy to feature the character in other movies but not give him solo movies because they would have to give Universal a cut of that, <laughs> then, then you know, that's where th- things get tricky, isn't it? And, you know, we've still not seen Namor, who is a character that Marvel could be doing something with, but uh, I think similar. I think it's probably similar to the Hulk thing. At the moment, it doesn't work financially for them. And you know what? What do you do if you're this company who owns the Fantastic Four rights and Marvel go? You're okay. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're not going to rush and get this movie into production. Mm-hmm. Then they have to take those Fantastic Four rights elsewhere. Um, <laughs> and who's gonna so who's gonna want them at this point? Well, Warner Brothers have got all <laughs> their DC from, movies. Aside from Warner, maybe <laughs> Sony have a pretty good relationship with Marvel in yeah. terms of Spider Man. They, they're probably not going to want to sour that. Fox, Fox don't exist. won't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> starts to go. Lionsgate, do you want to do you want to do something with <laughs> the Fantastic Four? I can I can see Lionsgate making an Unstable Molecules movie, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we're, we're kind of calling bullshit on that report again watch two days from now it will be confirmed it's all <laughs> deadly true hey look if, the- it's, if it's confirmed no one will be happier than me but also you know it's 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 a matter of time it's going to happen eventually Avengers Infinity War will end with like a title card that says these characters will return in Avengers Infinity War 2 the X-Men or something <laughs> like that Avengers versus <laughs> X-Men yeah we'll sa- save that for phase 4 um so that's the news this week uh not as much as we had on the main episode last week but uh still a lot more than we had on the mini side a couple of weeks ago um so that's that's good uh and it all it leaves us now james is the pitch yes and it's just you here so how's this gonna work well good news uh of course seb has sent his in by uh, by email, by so postcard. I'm going to uh, read his out. Do you want? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the, the the decision, James. Do you want me to read out Seb's pitch now, or do you want to give your pitch and then I'll give Se- uh, Seb's in response? Uh, no, let's have Seb's first because then I can steal any good ideas and put them in mine. Okay. Uh, so the pitch this week was uh, after we've seen Ryan Reynolds in the DC in a DC movie in a Marvel Fox movie. 
Um, and even in a Marvel movie that has no connections to Marvel Studios at all in Blade Trinity, what I wanted to know is if you could put Ryan Reynolds in the MCU now, not at the start of the MCU, not like if you can like kind of like insert him into the MCU going forwards in the next couple of years, who do you want him to play? Um, and so here is Seb's pitch. It's Johnny Storm. Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't. I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else to say beyond the fact that Ryan Reynolds should be Johnny Storm. <laughs> it's patently obvious. But I would also like to pitch him, not in a Fantastic Four movie, but a Spider-Man Human Torch buddy team-up movie with uh, with Tom Holland. Tell me you can't see it. And yes, there's an age difference, but that'll only make the dynamic funnier. Are you in trouble, James? <sighs> I mean, that is clearly that was the obvious choice because that was going to be my answer. Uh, I wasn't going to go the buddy movie route, but I was going to say, I mean, what I was going to say is Marvel 2 in 1 and have a human torch and thing buddy movie. So actually I was going the same route. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you like 30 seconds now to decide whether this is what you're sticking with or whether you, or whether you quickly want to pitch an alternative. I mean, for for in uh, for interestingness' sake, sorry, I'm quite ill. I've I've run out of words. <laughs> um, no, for interestingness' sake. Yeah, for interestingness' sake, let's say okay. I've got a better choice. Let's do that. I say better. I have a different choice. I can't wait. So are you you're oh, it's kind of fucked up already because he was Nathan Fillion, right? I was gonna. Uh, s- uh, no, are you going to say Wonder Man? I was going to say Wonder Man, and well, know. no, he wasn't. He wasn't Nathan Fillion. Oh. He was going to be, but he wasn't. But he never made the cameo. Okay, so for me, since I can't use the Human Torch, I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds should be Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man. And as you probably are aware, Wonder Man was an actor who became a superhero. Um, so you know, you have Ryan Reynolds playing a thinly veiled version of himself who gets superpowers. Which, I mean, let's face it, that's all he does anyway. But that's why he would be the perfect fit for the MCU. I do like that, James. I, I, you know... I mean, and it's not the blindingly obvious Wright's nightmare that having him as Johnny Storm would be. (laughs) Um, In in a universe that already has two Johnny Storms, it has to be (laughs) said. Um, Yeah, I I like that. Um, And also, Ryan Reynolds came from, you know, his career was kind of launched in a sitcom uh, opposite Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yep. Or maybe just two guys and a girl by the time that Nathan Fillion turned up in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I kind of like that. Um, I mean, obviously, Seb is at a disadvantage because he's not here. He's not, uh, here. But, <laughs> not here to shout me down. But also, James, I, I had an idea. Is this going to be one of those weeks where you win? It, well, it could be because, do you know what? I, I'm willing to give you the call on whether my answer is better than Seb's. Okay. <laughs> I think he should play Frog Thor in Taika Waititi's Thor 4. <laughs> Telling me that doesn't work. You add Ryan Reynolds into your comedy, except he's a frog. Is he a frog with abs? Cause... Sure. Mm. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't even know who Frog Thor is. He just, was just like, yeah. Frog, frog Thor is just Thor. But a frog? Yeah, he gets turned into a frog, so it would have to be Chris Hemsworth. What, but I've seen a picture here of them together. Uh, are you sure you're not looking at fan art? I don't know. Frog Thor is just Thor. No, it says here, I'm reading, I don't know, I'm reading a page that he's Simon Walterson, a college football player of a promising future. What? Yeah, Earth 616. A human who was cursed into becoming a frog by a mystic. Well, no, that. Okay, he, no, he was Puddle Gulp. Yeah. Yeah, I whisper. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, sorry, this, like, this happened. James, this happened during a weird sake. period of Thor. <laughs> Thor continuity. But yeah, sorry, carry on. For interestingness' sake, <laughs> I think Frog Thor should win. <laughs> No, listen, clearly the best answer on this pitch was Seb's. But he's not here, so James, you have won the pitch again. 
Glad to hear it. I mean... I'm sure sure Seb will take it as a moral victory. Yeah. The fact that I came up with the same answer. Although I'd like to to point out... go first. (laughs) I'd like to point out that I came up with that the second you mentioned the pitch last week. I was just like, oh, well, that's the obvious choice. Well, presumably Seb did as well. Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay, James. That's it for this week's podcast. Um... On a scale of one to excited, how excited are you for Avengers Infinity War? I'm quite excited. I like the, the thing is, I don't let myself enjoy things that aren't happening yet. Mm. So I try. I just try not to think about Infinity War until it's actually happening. I don't know the last time I was this excited for a movie though, because like I, you know, I can I look forward to movies a lot. Like I and like I'm like oh you know. I get to go see the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie in cinemas this week. Mm-hmm. That's great. But I don't get excited for them because they don't affect the same part of my brain. Yeah, I mean, I think the last time I was properly excited for a film was the first Guardians. And then I saw it and it took me about three watches to go. Actually, that was good. I just I was too excited to enjoy it the first time because I expected it to be better. I don't. I don't think that happens to me. Uh, I'm sure I'm not sure I talked about this in the podcast of going like I went to see the first Avengers movie, which I was looking forward to. Not this level of looking forward to, but I was like, this could be amazing. Watched it, thought this is amazing. Um, and then um, I spoke to Reese afterwards and Reese was like, uh, I, I've, yeah, I've been to see it and. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I kind of, I don't know if I was expecting more. And then we went to see it again because I was like, no, come on, we need to go see it again. <laughs> and he walked out and he was like, no, yeah, you're right. Expectations gone. And I was just there to enjoy it. And I loved it. Yeah. But yeah. That doesn't tend to happen to me. I think I'm fortunate in that way. I probably like turn up and like my first reaction is normally reflective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, def- I definitely take a couple of watches to properly get a film having said that james you saw 30 minutes of this and were punching the air you said yeah i like during that 30 minute stretch that i saw i was very pleased so like i say i'm i'm very optimistic that it's going to be good i'm not making any assumptions that it will be you know blow me away do you think it's going to have character arcs i don't care i i do care (laughs) (laughs) i think it's going to have team up after team up in many combinations. What if it has Peggy? I, I did I tell you my theory about what's going to happen to Captain America? No, I did. Back to the forties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <gasps> like, I was, I was talking to Amon about this actually, because we were talking about how I don't think Captain America is going to die in either of these films because if Captain America dies, nothing's going to feel like it was a victory. However. If Captain America gets sent back to the 1940s without his powers, all it really does is write out Agent Carter from continuity, and let's face it, the MCU can handle that. <laughs> well, no, you, do you not just create like a, a time loopy um, thing yeah, where pocket he, has universe been, or something. he has he has been here and done all those things? We kept finding out that Peggy was married, but we never actually found out who to. Yeah, exactly. Married to <gasps> original Steve Rogers. <sighs> it yeah i love it because that's a good Uh, way of getting chris evans off the table but putting you know giving him a happy ending and it does it does sound like there is going to be timey-wimey stuff happening in avengers well you know they've got a time stone right and they yeah and we think they've been like reshooting scenes from previous movies that kind of thing indeed that that machine that made cg uh, the de-aging machine of robert downey jr have we Mm -hmm. talked about this (laughs) <laughs> that they that that apparently it was spotted on set that that piece of technology that he uses in Civil War mm-hmm. and the Russos have kind of gone yeah we bedded that into Civil War for a reason <laughs> so yeah time weird university stuff I can see all of that I can see all that kind of stuff happening but some people have to die and the way they've been talking about this movie some people have to die in this movie as well I don't know if I trust them. If, the, if if you get to the end of this movie and no one has died, no major-ish kind of characters have died, like, here's my... I think, like... Well, we think Loki dies, right? Uh, if I had to call it, I would say Loki, Vision. Heimdall. You're only two. Uh, maybe Heimdall. Um, and I'm going to say, like, a... Uh, 
nebula mantis level character from the guardians i would be incredibly amused if mantis died (laughs) i described it earlier this week i described mantis on twitter as no one's favorite mcu character and then i got sad because i realized that was correct oh no (laughs) oh i i don't know uh don't hate me war machine scarlet witch scarlet witch yes war machine never i do you know what I, i could even see hulk you, now you're just trying to make me upset. Yeah, I'm just naming your favorite characters, but also I could see I could see all of those things happening. That I can say for definite, I don't see Tony Stark or Iron Man dying permanently in either of these films. Tony Stark or Iron Man? For definite. Tony, sorry. Do you mean Captain? Do you mean Captain America or Iron? Man? No, I mean Iron Man or Thor. Um, yeah. Captain America, fifty-fifty, but I do think he's more likely to end up with a happy back-in-time ending than die. Yeah, I'm going to leave all of this in the podcast, by the way, because sure. this just gives an insight to the listeners into the kind of conversations that we've been having off mic <laughs> after just about every episode of this podcast. <laughs> it's just been, and so what do you think happens in this part of Infinity War? Although uh, I've still sworn James to secrecy on what he's actually seen of the movie. <laughs> he's revealed nothing to me. Um, Never. <sighs> okay, uh, so... Um, We'll be back in a few days with our Avengers Infinity War episode. Uh, You will also get to hear my MCU marathon episode. Um, I I can't promise I'm going to edit that together myself, James. I might just throw out the segments. (laughs) But also I'm going to look and try and see if there's a way that I can release the segments as we go as well. But again, listeners, you'll know whether I managed to achieve that or not. But we will definitely be editing them all together into an episode. So you can kind of listen to that as well as our Infinity War episode. Um... And then who knows what's happening after that. We haven't locked down any movies on our schedule, have we, James? No, it's all been left open up until Infinity War. Everything has been leading to this until after this, where everything will be leading to Avengers Infinity War 2. <laughs> we might just <laughs> do another another episode on Infinity War after the first one. I'm going to have to watch 22 movies in a row that time. 21. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so listeners uh, that is it for this week's show um, if you're enjoying the show then please do subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or your podcast app of choice uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe uh, you can find more episodes of the show at cinematicuniverse.com you can get in touch via Facebook on Twitter at cine underscore verse or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in a few days. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.